Hello and welcome to the Dungeon Pastors. I'm Derek White and this is Stephen Taylor. And today we are going to be talking about coping during coronavirus. Ooh, oh man. Wow. Wow. That that just does my heart good, Stephen. It just makes me go a little pitter-patter here. I'm so excited. I'm so excited. Oh man, coping. People are actually coping during coronavirus. Yeah. We're still here. Yeah. That, that, that's coping. Hey. I don't know if I'm here or not, or maybe I just live on the internet now because I see, so I, I don't get to see too many people face to face. That's true. I, I saw my parents face to face today. That was nice. Oh, that is nice. So, how are things going over there in the UK? What does it look like for us Americans over here who may be watching or listening? What is the response to COVID 19 over there? Because in America, we're such a big country, it's crazy all over. We've got some places that have been opened back up for a couple of weeks. We've got some places that are saying they're not going to open up till July or August. We are a big mess all over the place because we're so huge. And yeah. we've got so many rural areas that things are different. What is it like there in um, England, uh, in, in, that, in, that, in England, you know, the, the part that we think about, London, all of those other places and where you're living, what is that like for you guys? It's um, a mess, possibly, is maybe the best way to describe it. Um, we, we have a, a lovely conflicting message from... Boris Johnson, basically. He's, wow. We don't yeah. know what that's like no, in America. No, no. We have no idea what conflicting <laughs> messages are like in America. But um, yeah, if, if you have the chance, just um, look up uh, the Boris Johnson message to the country on relaxing lockdown, where he said, uh, go to work, uh, don't go to work. Um, uh, go outside, don't go outside. Stay at home, don't stay at home. Stay alert. Don't stay at Stay at home. Don't don't stay at home. Don't. Yeah, and and that is almost verbatim what you said basically. Um, things are slowly starting to reopen, being a bit more serious. Uh, all the shops, well, not all the shops, but a lot of the shops are reopening tomorrow with social distancing in place. Um, you're still not allowed to go into your um, friends and family's houses. You can see them in the back gardens and you can have like barbecue and stuff like that, but you're not allowed in the houses. Um, but you are allowed to go and have retail therapy and, and stand in the shop next to complete strangers laughing by your family. But, well, of course, because economics is more important than socializing. Yes. Yeah. Uh, oh, yeah. We, we have this thing called social bubbling now. So if you're a single person or um, a single parent, you're allowed to connect with another house and become a social bubble as of this past Saturday. So you can treat each other's houses as if it was one house. Wow. Here in Tennessee in America, that's been common practice since this thing hit. Uh, I have households right down the street where uh, about a month into the quarantine, uh, there were uh, 10 kids playing outside, which represented four or five families. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. America. Yeah, I mean, you, you get that here as well. To be fair, there's lots of to be fair. killing beaches and things like that. But you know, yeah. it's crazy. It's crazy. Well, how have you been? How has gaming helped you cope during the coronavirus? Um, 
I've started a role playing game with some friends. I've not told you that. What? Um, not only well, I knew game. this. I'm acting surprised. I knew this privately, but <laughs> but what? It, for those of you folks who don't know, who have just been watching us a little bit, Stephen's not really the RPG guy. He's not really the tabletop RPG guy. Stephen's more into miniatures and stuff. Yeah, so this is something game. really new for Stephen to enter right. the world of Dungeons and Dragons. Dungeons and Dragons. Yeah. <laughs> so um, it's going relatively well so far. Um, my players are currently stuck in a, what is effectively Groundhog Day at a pie festival. Uh, <laughs> so they're trying to figure out what on earth's gone on. Um, I, I, I slightly shoehorned them into doing it, but it was worth it. So, you know. Now, how are you playing this? Where are you guys playing at? Uh, over Zoom. No, over not Zoom. Over Roll20. Roll20. Roll 20. So you're using yes. Roll20. I'm Roll familiar. Um, got some. I make the maps on it and just go with it. So it's, Yeah, it's baby. It's good fun. Yeah. Um, if it wasn't for the time difference, I'd love to jump in. Well, we do it. It'll be mid afternoon for you. When we run it, oh, it's about this time of night. So, hmm. yeah. if if hmm. you fancy, oh, you might watch this. I'll message you later. <laughs> <laughs> Come in, make me the big bad evil PC NPC. <laughs> yeah, if you fancy being a big bad NPC god, you're you're welcome. <laughs> Every preacher secretly wants to be God for about two minutes. <laughs> we all know that. We all know that. We we like our egos stroked, stroke our egos, all that. So, of course, of course. Yeah, That's that, great. I've not been doing too much gaming. Um, I completed Final Fantasy VII Remake within a few days of it coming out. That's nice. Um, but it's just been work. Work, work, and, and more work. Are you sports. finding that you're working more during co Corona than you were beforehand? Yeah. yeah. Um, my job is supporting um, lecturers with their online teaching and all their tech sort of stuff. So my thoughts on it are if I was still teaching and I got stuck on something, I'd want the help as soon as I could. Mm -hmm. So I don't want to leave people panicking for hours or days on end about something. And um, oh, so yeah. if a message pops up, I'll answer it, Regardless, even though I'm meant to only work nine till five. But, you know, it's, um, you need to support people, don't you? You need to help right. people at this time. Right. So, yeah. So are you doing anything else to relax? You doing anything else to relax? Um, done some painting. Painting? Not done any, not done any recently. Oh, well, I say recently. Within the past three weeks, I've not done any. But um, three weeks ago, I painted 40 pairs of trousers. <laughs> now, uh, for those who are just listening, uh, why don't you yeah. explain what those are, Stephen, for uh, those so who, are, who are listening to the podcast? These are 40 miniatures um, that are Chaos Cultists. Uh, so, um, and for what gaming system? Warhammer 40k. Warhammer. Warhammer. Um, One of the great things to come out of Britain outside of Guinness. It is um, interesting fact for Games Workshop. It's now 
the stocks are worth more than British gas. Um, and they've also made so much money since reopening their warehouses that they're paying back the government's payment scheme to every penny this week. Wow. That they got. So obviously they were supported. We, we had a, a thing called the furlough scheme. Yeah, I don't know if you've got that in America. Yeah, yeah, we had something similar. Yeah, mm. So um, the, the government helps pay 80% of people's wages for companies. Nice. Uh, and which I've just done. We've made so much money since reopening. Just have all of that back. That's cool. awesome. So. That's awesome. We had a couple of companies in America give it back, and then we had a few hold on to it but yeah ours only paid like two and a half months worth of, of salary that was it nothing else boom there you go here's two and a half months of salary for your people and after that you're on your own yeah and and the furlough scheme i believe goes on until september i'm not sure yeah, ours ours is already ended. Uh, they're talking about doing something else to help payrolls, but we don't know. Our employment rate is just skyrocketed. It's nuts. Yeah. We won't get into that. No. So you've been doing some painting, uh, <laughs> but it's been about three weeks. Got you some nice Warhammer miniatures. Do you have anything that you painted recently you want to show us? Uh, I've got a few things. I mean, if you've been following me on Facebook and things, you'll have probably seen things already. But this dude... I, uh, this is what's called a kit bash. So I took a few different models from different things and put them together to make a different thing. Um, so this is a, a guy that's called a demon prince. Yeah, very Christian, I know. But um, yeah, so that was quite fun to put together. We'll call that, we call those a Frankenstein over here. We'll call them a Frankenstein. When you, <laughs> you take a bunch of different kits and put them together. Well, with painting in mind, I want to get a, take a moment here and give a shout out to our friend Daniel Fisher. Daniel oh. Fisher is an excellent uh, painter, and he's doing instructional paint videos through Troll Lord Games, the publishers of Castles and Crusades. Troll Lord Games uh, has a Twitch channel, and if you want GM hints and tricks of the trade you should check out the troll lord games twitch channel but daniel fisher is also showing people how to paint and so we want to give a shout out to our friend daniel fisher because he also works with a partner group of ours inroads ministries uh, this is an unpaid promotion by the way we don't get paid for this uh our payment is your love and appreciation that, that's how y'all pay about, us back your love and appreciation well, our payment is you know, eternal love and gratitude. So it, it, it oh, it, you said so much about it. Say, <laughs> say eternal. We just want your eternal love and gratitude. <laughs> that, that's how you say. It. But Daniel Fisher has a Patreon now. It's Patreon.com. Haunted Howard Painting. Now you can tell that Daniel is also in Tennessee like me because it's called Haunted Howard Painting. <laughs> and uh, so, if you want to look at a Patreon or you want to check out his painting videos. I know he would love for you to come in if you wanted to learn how to do miniature painting. Uh, Daniel has been with me to GaryCon, and at GaryCon in the past, he has uh, given painting classes and done uh, short painting classes on how to paint miniatures. And so he is doing those videos on Twitch. And so check those out. We're going to put some links in the show notes uh, on the YouTube page and in other places. 
So we want you to know about that. We just wanted to promote our friend Daniel. That's what we'd love to do when we come across good stuff. We want you to know about it. Uh, Daniel, like I said, is also working with Troll Lord Games. I can't remember if we mentioned this in a previous podcast, but Troll Lord was one of the groups that was giving out some wonderful PDFs during the Corona uh, during the beginning of this crisis. They gave out their player's handbook for free so that people could uh, play role-playing games online for free. Uh, so Troll Lord has just done some wonderful things for the community. With that in mind, uh, for those of you who aren't familiar with it, uh, what's going on in America right now is we have a lot of unrest uh, because of, of murders of individuals, of, Afri uh, of black individuals in America. And uh, a couple of uh, role-playing gaming companies are supporting that with a few humble bundles or, or a few bundles. Uh, not humble bundles, but drive through RPG has some bundles uh, that support Black Lives Matter. Uh, we're going to put a link to that as well. So if you want to get some great PDFs and support Black Lives Matter, uh, like Stephen and I do, we both support that. Uh, and so we want you to click on that and feel free to donate as well. Uh, that that's that's as political as we get because these political issues to us are also theological issues and they weigh heavily on us as Christians, and we want to make sure that our brothers and sisters of color are receiving our support and our care, yeah. our love and our prayers. more detail in, a, in another, um, another episode. Oh, yeah. But we, yeah. we really want to think it through first because we're very conscious that we're not black, basically. Yeah, yeah, is, yeah. You can't get much wider than us. Yeah, whether, whether it's our thing to talk about. Is, you know, look at all this white whiteness here. White hair, white beard, white name. I have started getting white hairs now. Yeah, yeah. Coronavirus will do that even to a beautiful redhead like yourself. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, so how's the family doing? Well. Oh, Most go ahead. Talking bundles. Um, it's going to be ending very, very soon. But the itch.io bundle of games. If mm. you haven't come across that one yet, it's. Just shy of one thousand seven hundred games yeah. for um, five dollars as a minimum um, donation, and yeah. uh, I mean, there's stuff in there that's absolutely amazing. Lancer. Uh, okay, they they know, have already uh, raised six million six hundred thirty-one thousand dollars and counting, uh, and their goal was five million. It's the bundle for racial justice and equality. All of these items they have on there are DRM free. Mm -hmm. uh, and it, like, like Steven said, the donation is the minimum donation is $5. The thing is, I don't know if they'll be able to get it, get in in time, Stephen. Because well, it, we'll be putting it, this live very, very quickly. So oh, okay. Hopefully. Cool. Cool. Um, yeah. Yeah. At the time of this recording, there's, I'm sorry, at the time of this recording, there's one day and 11 hours left. Yep. So you better get so on that right away. There'll be about 11 hours left. So yeah. <laughs> we'll see. Yeah. Um, but uh, one amazing thing about it is all of these things have been given away for free. The creators right. aren't getting any money from it. Yeah. Um, and they reckon that the total amount of lost income from this is the equivalent of the entirety that Hasbro makes in a year. Wow, that's amazing. So it's just, you know, phenomenal, phenomenal um, charitable giving by these people who, you know, it's their livelihood and they've given these things for free for a good cause. 
And these aren't just PDFs, folks. These are actual games that you can play, uh, games for Windows and Mac, things like that. So there's all kinds of wonderful stuff on here. Uh, I know that there's a few I've wanted to check out. Uh, I'm probably just going to donate to it and maybe gift it to someone because I will never play all of these games in my <laughs> life. There is no way that I would be able to play all of this stuff. Though there was one game that did appeal to me, I, I can't I, I can't remember the name, but it was like a Cthulhu game. It looks like they have a Cthulhu game on there that kind of appealed to me. Uh, I like one called Three Lesbians in a Barrow. That just sounds hilarious. Uh, so uh, there's all kinds of fun stuff on here that you guys can check out, and we invite you to take a look at that. All right, so. So how? Uh, so what I was going to ask earlier is, how's the family doing? How are they holding yeah, up? Family's doing well. Um, my wife's managed to get a job, so uh, she's now working full time, and it's uh, her first non-retail job, which is amazing. Um, well, I say retail sales, non-sales job. Um, so that's exciting. And uh, Evie will be two in two weeks, oh which is. I don't know where that time has gone. I mean, these bags under my eyes are a testament to the fact that it's two years. Um, <laughs> and uh, she's at full-time nursery now and absolutely loving it. So we get yeah. lots of cute pictures every day. So. Yeah, I get to see those fairly often. I get to see those <laughs> fairly often. Well, that's wonderful. And that's how's wonderful. your family doing? Well, uh, you know, my son has been loving it. You know, uh, uh, autistic child. Uh, does not like going to regular school. Uh, so he's doing pretty good. Uh, he has issues with social distancing and space. Uh, so uh, one of the things we're actually looking into, uh, there are uh, in the area of Tennessee in which we live right now, there is an online public school. Uh, so it wouldn't have to be a private school. We're trying to get him into that because there is a waiting list. So for the fall, we are hoping to get him into online public school, which is going to mean a lot more work for dad because I will be the one at home with him. For those of you who don't know, my wife is a teacher. Uh, she's been doing good. I mean, man, she has been picking up on stuff uh, that she's never done before. She's having to, she's learning just in case how to do online education and become an online educator. Uh, this is something back when we were in college, uh, back in the nineties, when she was, finishing her bachelor's degree. And even when she was finishing her master's degree in the early 2000s, these were things that weren't coming up. And so now uh, she has been uh, going through these courses. I've been even, uh, Stephen, she even learned how to edit and get her own YouTube video up. Oh, nice. Yeah, I'm like, hey woman, you better watch that. You may be starting to learn how to do videos for me. And <laughs> she just gave me a look like, oh, yeah, right. But uh, she has been doing wonderful. Uh, she has been really holding up. Our daughter is uh, home. She's been home from college since uh, the beginning of the, the pandemic. Uh, and is now, uh, our church does a, uh, has been, uh, has pivoted this summer. We have had a summer program called Project Transformation, which was a summer reading program, which helped kids keep their reading levels up over the course of the summer. And our daughter is uh, actually worked for them uh, at another location last summer. And this summer, 
we had to change how we did that. So now it's become a food program with activity bags for the weekends. So we've been giving out uh, meals four days a week uh, to kids in the area uh, for, for lunch for their families in case they're having trouble eating or even if their families uh, don't want to cook. You know, it gets hard trying to cook every day for kids. Uh, last Thursday, we gave out almost 50 meals. If we have meals left over, we take them to a uh, community care center, which works with the homeless in downtown Nashville, Tennessee. And so we've been doing that. Uh, our daughter has been facilitating the program. It's been tough a little bit, but we've been doing good. Uh, we didn't get off to as big a start as we wanted, but last Thursday, we really blew up. Had a, you know, we were giving out activity bags, gave out which have crayons, books, journals, all kinds of things for kids to actually do something that, you know, is more physical, more manipulative uh, to handle things. And that went well last week. We gave out close to 70 activity bags last week oh, on Thursday. So we're really getting people. The greatest part is more and more people in the neighborhood around the church, which have just kind of ignored us a little bit. Uh, have, have finally said, you know what, let's walk up and see what's going on over there. So now we got kids walking up and going, hey, I'd like some food. And we're going, here you go, kid. Uh, come back on Thursday. We got an activity bag for you. And so we're getting more and more people walking up. It's been really great uh, connecting with the community. Uh, it's a little weird because, you know, uh, we've been trying to physically distance as much as we can. So me, if those of you who watch this or who have known me over the years, I'm an extrovert if you haven't figured that out yet. So I'm like, I'm like, Oh my God, I want to hug your neck. I want to just shake hands with you. I want to get up there and be there with you. And I'm like, okay. Uh, my daughter's like, no, go in the garage, sit behind the table in the garage and wave at people down. And I'm like, yes, ma'am. So my 21 year old daughter is, is doing like I did when I was 21 telling her my parents what to do. She's telling me what to do. And so I sit there wave and talk to people pray for people when they ask for it from a distance, which is really weird. You know, they're 12, 15 feet away. And I'm like, okay, let me pray for you. Glory to God. Hallelujah. In Jesus name. Hallelujah. Glory. You get a grabbing stick and just uh, shake hands with them. Like that. Yeah. Oh, I did have fun chasing some people around with a water gun for a while there, you know, and I was just so get your blessings right here. Water gun blessings, you know, because the meme was going around using water guns for baptism and I was just like no I'm not gonna go there everybody's already done that so it's like your water gun blessing right now I, I, I could I could mix it with some anointing oil too you know you know yeah. get your water and oil water and oil but it would probably jam it up so I didn't do that so possibly yeah, yeah. either jam it up or make it fast so much better because you've lubricated it properly Nah, no I don't think so <laughs> I don't think so I don't think so, so that, that's how the family's doing um on the gaming side of things, um, I, I've been playing a tabletop Call of Cthulhu game now for almost a year, uh, and uh, we uh, changed it when COVID-19 broke out. We went online to Roll20. Uh, we had a few hiccups here and there, and the games didn't always uh, go off like we wanted them to, but we, we've been playing pretty consistently on there, and it, it has been fun. Uh, my uh, first character in the game I had went insane was locked up in a sanitar sanitarium for a month uh, to recover his sanity. And so I began to run another character who was a kind of like a Mulder from X-Files type character in the 1920s, so an early version of the X-Files. And uh, this character uh, it also went insane. 
about the time the other character recovered. And so I brought the I brought the other character back in because he's recovered and uh, now uh, that other character's mind has been wiped and he's wandering the world as a drooling idiot. So I've lost two characters in this Call of Cthulhu game and now I need to roll up a third character. Uh, so uh, we're, we're playing Masks of Narhotep and uh, that's the game I'm playing in. It's a classic Call of Cthulhu adventure and we're currently in Egypt. So I've been doing that. Uh, I played, I ran some games, GaryCon. I went to a virtual GaryCon. I uh, ran a number of games for virtual GaryCon. Uh, one of the big hits for me was a Scooby-Doo Cthulhu game to the point that I ran three or four sessions for GaryCon. I can't remember right now because my brain's fuzzy. Uh, and then I had uh, other people ask me if I would run that for them privately. Uh, it was some close friends. Uh, you know, so I ran some Scooby-Doo Cthulhu adventures for some people privately, which was a lot of fun. I was using the pulp Cthulhu rules, and we had a blast doing that. So that's gone over really well. Uh, been able to do that. Uh, let's see, other gaming that I've been able to do. Uh, played a few games with my son. He's gotten a couple of new games, so we played some things with him. Uh, and uh, on the video game set, I had been playing Battletech, which I really love Battletech. Uh, and I actually beat the main storyline in there, which was good. Uh, I, I can't remember the last time I actually finished a main storyline. Uh, then I, uh, after doing that, a friend of mine gave me, uh, gave me a Steam code for XCOM 2, which is a gorgeous, beautiful game. It is. But it's very hard to play. It's oh, yeah. very hard to live, and I've decided I'm not going to be playing it much anymore because I can't I can't keep people alive, <laughs> and uh, and and I have it on the easiest setting possible. So so I'm getting old. I'm getting old. Get off my lawn with these video games that I can't beat. Ah! You know, can I just pay you some money to get past this level? Is that that's the way the world's? I'm like I want to pull up my phone and go. Can I just buy some coins to get past this? No, no, I can't. What, what, what's happened? What's, what's going on? I, I can't just just buy buy extra to. You know. So, but it is a gorgeous game, and if you if you're better at games like that than I am, and I do like it because it's turn based. I am a turn based video gamer. Uh, I love turn based games. I always have. Uh, it just feels a little bit more strategy oriented. But if you love those sort of things, I I recommend going for XCOM to. I'm just not really good at it, and I, I can live with that. I don't have anything to prove to you guys. Uh, I do love Battletech. Uh, I uh, even went and bought the extra expansions for Battletech. I will say the extra expansions don't give as much as they would appear to give, uh, which is kind of sad. Uh, they have flashpoints, which are like mini campaigns, and I like that. I really wish they all almost had an MMORPG feel where you could do a shared world experience and just build a shared storyline. Yeah. That would be really, really cool. And if they ever come out with a game like that, my wife may have to uh, install a mini fridge in my office. Uh, well, they've got the, um, you can always get the minis for Battletech. Oh, so I know. Miniatures will get. Oh, and they they have uh, they have uh, put out some nice box sets. I've been eyeballing here in the U.S. Uh, for that because 
at my first experience with uh, MechWarrior and Battletech was at a gaming convention. So I, I played the tabletop. I, I, I came in second in the tournament because I did a death from above nice. and uh, crushed another mech. And they were like, but dude, I did more damage than any other player in the game. <laughs> and I made my piloting roll, so I did very little damage to my mech, which they were really surprised at. It was just good roll of the dice. But they didn't give me the game because I actually didn't destroy the big bad guy, even though I did the most damage to the big bad guy, which makes me mad. I don't like this. <laughs> oh, I got in the kill shot. I don't care who who did the most damage. If I had not knocked him off his throne and did all that damage, I should have won this tournament. So all I got was a little patch. The other guy gets like two hundred dollars worth of uh, books and miniatures and all that. I'm like, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I'm trying to think of rude gestures to make that don't get me in trouble because I am wearing my clerical collar because today we're recording this on a Sunday afternoon. So uh, that's another part of my life. Uh, I just uh, got through uh, having online worship a little while ago and we're planning on maybe possibly hopefully having on-site worship either at we're limiting it to 25 people in the facility, uh, which is well within range around here. It's perfect for our facility. Either at the end of June or the first part of July, we don't know yet because the Nashville metro area for our friends that don't know is a very large international area. Uh, and so we've seen a lot of spikes, especially when things open up, people come to Nashville because we're a vacation area. And so when restaurants, we've had restaurants open for a couple, for a week or two now uh, for on-site dining and all of this. So we don't know what spikes we're going to have in our area. Uh, oh, and another gaming thing I recently picked up, uh, I, I would just, uh, I stopped into a comic store that was open and I was like, yes, thank you. You're open. Good. Because books are essential. <laughs> And I picked up this role-playing game I'm checking out. It's called Icons. It looks like it came out in, let's see, uh, it's a super-powered role-playing game. And it came out in 2010. So it's about 10 years old. But one of the uh, designers was also a designer of Mutants and Masterminds. And Mutants and Masterminds, mm. for a long time, was my go-to superhero role-playing game because it was d20 base based but it could get a little complicated and so this one actually was described as a super-powered new role-playing game inspired by the fast-playing old-school games and the new generation of narrative role-play and so this sounds like something i would really like uh, the artwork for those of you who are watching, it's really got some nice artwork. It, it looks similar to what you would see on Teen Titans, not the not Teen Titans Go, but the Teen Titans show. I mean, it, it's not like tremendously great artwork, but it's not bad either. You can see there. And so uh, it looks really good. It, I picked it up for 10 bucks, so why not? And then my other cool thing I bought, which I have been looking for these forever, for those of you who know, I, I am an itinerant minister. That means I move sometimes every couple of years or something. And so some of my favorite toys from the 80s uh, had been getting damaged. And I found some nice boxes to put them in. 
uh, which that gaming store had. Uh, I told the guy I wanted a box for some of my figurines, but he saw I was I I uh, I uh, was uh, purchasing role playing games, so he thought I meant RPG miniatures. And he's like, "Well, we have action figure boxes back there," and I'm like, "Yes, that's what I need." And so, for those of you who are listening, I'm holding up an action figure box that has uh, some action figures from the 1980s line. Uh, it has a full-size action figure of uh, Strongheart the Paladin, as well as a little miniature. This was the first miniature I ever owned, Stephen, was Strongheart. Uh, and these characters sometimes showed up in the Dungeons & Dragons cartoon that came out in the 1980s. And then what I did, because other miniatures can fit in there, it was big enough, I got the bad guy, War Duke. So you got the paladin, and they didn't call him an anti-paladin back then. People got mad if you used anti-paladin. Yeah. But uh, he is War Duke, the evil fighter. And so that is, I, I have a whole bunch, I got four of those boxes, was able to fill those up to take care of some of my minis because the glue is starting to come off on some of the cards, so they're not mint in box. I'm hoping someday I can get some I can buy them that aren't in the box because I only have like one that's not in a box now anymore, and that's Strongheart. And I'd love to have a whole collection of ones I could just play with. I managed to dig out some of my old uh, Space Marines for when I first started when I was Ooh, 10. Space Marines. So let's see. Go. I'm going to let Stephen talk here for a second, okay, and I'm going to turn off so, my video. This is uh, and just look third at edition Marines, this thing. Um, nice. And also, you can see how bad my painting was back then, compared to now, anyway. Um, now, if I remember right, you started doing Warhammer with your brother, right? Is I that did, correct? Yes. yes. Yeah, and how old were you? Uh, I'll have been 10, he'll have been 8. Oh, wonderful. So, Does he still do anything with Warhammer? No, no. He's gone full down video games. Oh, uh, man. That's his shtick. He's, he does um, trophy hunting. So on um, PlayStation, uh, let me just check, because he has a ridiculous score on there with uh, PlayStation trophies. Uh, bear with me whilst I just open up the app and check. Uh this is where technology lets us down slightly because it takes forever. Um, could it be on here, maybe, possibly? Well, while you're pulling that up, I will yep. turn my screen back on so that we don't have dead air. I did radio in the early 90s, if people can't tell from my voice. So <laughs> I'm always aware that you have to watch out for dead air. Indeed. Um, and I'm not always good at doing dead air, but while he's pulling that up, I am going to do something just as a spur of the moment, but since we're doing this via uh, via uh, Zoom, when this is how we record our podcast, the video section of our podcast, we record it via Zoom, and then Stephen is a a true gentleman, and he is so kind to me that he goes and he uh, he edits the video. So what I'm going to do right here is I'm going to share a screen with you. I'm going to share my screen. Uh, Steven, can you see uh, my Roll20? Okay. So this is what Roll20 looks like for those of you. Uh, you can see I have a couple of games here, not a lot. Mask of Nohotep is the one I play in. 
Now, one of the things that Wizards of the Coast did, which was really awesome, is they gave away the Lost Mine of Phandelver, uh, which is an intro D&D &D adventure. Now, so for those of you, I'm going to launch the game so you can get a look at this if you've never used Roll20. We're turning this into a basic Roll20 until Stephen gets uh, some things ready here. One of the things that you will like, you're seeing the GM part of the screen, so I'm giving away some of it, but I don't think most people are gonna mind here. But you can see how as the GM here, I could move tokens around on the screen. I can go down here, but there's also a fog of war on here too, where you could only see stuff. I haven't totally figured out how that fog of war works and what the players see. Uh, that's where Anybody Steven may come. That is um, lit up, the players okay. can see. And right, and not. this is what I'm trying to understand is why can the players see this area over here? Is that a player token or something, maybe? No? Uh, no. See, I don't know why the players could see the areas where these they goblins are at. Be able to see them. It be yeah, so I haven't like totally that. figured it all out, but then I can pull up my page toolbar. It even gives you a random battle map if you want to use it, uh, which is really nice. So these are things that you could use and you could copy these out of here and use them for your own games. Here's like the ruins of Thunderdove, which is real nice. There's lots of stuff that you can use. You can move the tokens around. And to me, this gives a feel of a regular tabletop game for those of us who like to use battle maps and things like that. So that's one of the things I really like about Roll20. Uh, it was really simple and easy for me to pick up, but some things like you can see in the fog of war wasn't that easy for me to pick up. Uh, and then over here, uh, this is of course my Scooby-Doo Cthulhu game that I ran. Uh, I've been asked and I'm trying to figure out how to do old school essentials on there. Uh, old school essentials. Let me stop the screen sharing here. Old school essentials is based off of, uh, the gaming styles of the 1980s and 1970s mm. of role-playing games. And this is the box set. The reason I like it, it's not that I hate fifth edition. I do not. I am not a fifth edition hater. Uh, but it is much more simplified rules. I don't have to worry about attacks of opportunity or all of those things yeah. that I might not. And it comes in multiple booklets, which just kind of looks really good. Uh, and I'd like to run it because it's similar to, uh, I don't have that book readily available, but it's similar in some ways to the D&D I played back in the day. The, the good part about this is that with old school essentials, I can still use some of the newer things like uh, ascending armor class. Back in the old school days of role-playing games, armor class went down. The lower your armor class, the better it was which meant you had to have charts. So like if you had a negative two armor class, you had to go on your chart. For those of you who can see what I'm doing with my hands, you went over here, okay, a cleric of what level hits and what do you need to roll to hit an armor class of negative two? And so you had to line up the chart and that gets, yeah. that can slow down the flow of a game. Yeah. With uh, with D&D uh, &D now, all you have to do is roll upward uh, so if your armor class is a 16, somebody needs to roll a 16 to hit you and they add whatever bonuses to it. You can add that to old school essentials and it makes the game much easier. Uh, 
but there's a lot of other stuff in there that there's not as much customization of characters. It, it just takes a clever DM to help you customize a character. Yeah. So I like it. Uh, a couple of other friends of mine like it. Uh, when I run games at conventions again, instead of doing the old basic d and I'll probably use old school essentials. Uh, but I really like it. So there we go. That's how I filled up the dead air, Stephen. So uh, show, tell us <laughs> well, a little bit more saying, uh, about your space brother, marines. My brother has um, <clears throat> 128 platinum trophies on um, PlayStation. A platinum trophy means you've completed the entire game. So oh, it's 128 entire games. Um, oh, my goodness. Which is uh, apparently fun, according to him. Um, <laughs> well, I do like getting my badges and unlocking things on Steam. I yes, do like that. True. Yeah, oh, I do. Oh, it, it is good fun getting it, but he like really he won't play a game unless he knows he can platinum it. <laughs> but, uh, you know, um, which is very impressive since he plays Demon Souls and Dark Souls and all them them sort of ones. So yeah, yeah. All right. Right, so I think this is coming to a, a sort of a natural sort of close now for this episode. I think so, um, man. This has been great. It's been good seeing your face, Stephen. Oh, I have been so ridiculously busy with work. That's why we haven't really had a, another episode for a while. Um, oh, I know the feeling. Uh, it don't don't you take all the blame on this? I mean, let me start my video back up here. I'm trying to save bandwidth to help Stephen out a little bit. Uh, but, uh, I mean, here, I mean, dude, it's been nuts for me. I mean, uh, you know, it's hard keeping good boundaries for a preacher, but I mean, when other people are locked in their homes, they're, they're calling you seven or eight o'clock at night. I'm getting those phone calls. Uh, I'm getting emails at nine or 10 o'clock. People wondering why I'm not responding to them. Uh, you know, having a feeding program, which is basically in my backyard four days a week. I mean. Uh, it's just your time, you know, and it is hard both for, I think what you're experiencing right now, because I'm pretty sure, uh, your work, your, your, your job is not giving you good boundaries, are they? Uh, oh no, they are. They I'm, are? Oh, that's I'm good. I'm just choosing to ignore them because I, <laughs> okay. I believe that, yeah, if, um, well, see, in America, it hasn't been that way. We've had we've had jobs encro encroach, and I talk to a lot of my my parishioners throughout the regular workforce, and they're they're getting encroached upon all the time. They were before COVID hit, and now their jobs are wanting to own them twenty four seven, and that's something we as clergy have felt like for for years. Yeah. I mean, we well, have I, felt I, like I, we're I never up to my work. They they. They're very keen on you have a separation between work and uh, life. Oh yeah. You know, if you're nine to five, you should be working nine to five. But I'm choosing not to because there'll be lecturers who will get stuck on something and will be panicking mm. over what it is. And if I can respond to them then, rather than the next day or a few days later, it, it takes that stress off for them. And in a very highly stressful oh, that's time, awesome. then. That, that's what I feel I should be doing. Plus, I've worked in a church. And I've worked as a teacher. So I don't really know what boundaries are for work and 
<laughs> we're we're going to have to find a way to to find better boundaries. Nobody's got an answer for that right now, no. but we're going to find a way. Uh, and I'll and we'll leave you with I will leave you all with this thought. If your gaming turns into work, find something else to do. Yep. Uh, I have I have stopped playing many a D and D game that I was running. I've killed many a campaign over the years because it felt more like work than fun. And if your games don't feel like fun, then it's become another job. Don't let your gaming become a job. Find something else and enjoy it. Take a break. Take a hiatus from it. Do something else more fun. Uh, something that makes you feel free. God created us to play. God created us to enjoy the world around us and to have fun. And I hope you'll live a life well played. And so may God bless you. May God watch over you. And may all your hits be crits in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen.